Hello. Hey, Jim. There you are. How are you? I'm good this evening. How are you doing? I can't complain. That's good. And I think it's saying we're recording on my end. Is it recording on yours? That's what it says. All right. Good. I'm glad we got a good connection. I do apologize for what happened last month. It turned out to be my modem with the internet. Well, life happens. I understand. So, well, um, I guess we'll go ahead and get started. I'm going to let you basically take the show and just tell me all about what you do and others and how you got into the business and whatever you can think of. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I guess I should start. I'm Jim Mallard. You can find my show at the at Mallard.com. M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com. Um, any any of the popular social media, just search Mallard. Spell the same way you'll find me. I'm not that hard. LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, ah, anywhere. Um, pretty much. Um, started my show in 2011. Jeez, that's almost, well, it'll be nine years here in May. That's a long time ago. I started as a kind of a paranormal interview show. It's kind of sprung into some current events recently, more so. As um, yeah, just as my interest in things have changed, so has the show for the years. So, um, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. It's just been an interesting up and down and all around ride with throughout throughout the history of the show and. Um, what what do you want to know? Let's, let's do this. What 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 kind of questions you get? Uh, well, I was about to ask, what made you decide to get into the paranormal research? Uh, the research of it is, um, uh, we were in Gettysburg. Oh God, that'd be fourteen years ago. Time flies when you're having fun, and um, with my young son, and he he was uh, talking to something we just didn't. I couldn't see. So once he started talking to something, you know, it kind of piqued my interest. And, you know, everybody was, you know, there's ghost stories and all this other stuff. So I put two and two together. But I didn't, you know, the stories didn't set right with me because, you know, nothing did, especially the first time you hear things. So started talking to some more people and found out that, you know, that the storytellers may not have been just telling me a whole big story. There's other people with stories that, you know, don't charge money to uh, tell them and be so entertaining with them either. And then we um, founded a paranormal investigation team and uh, did a bunch of investigations those first few years. And then that kind of tailed off when I started doing the show, amongst other reasons. It kind of just happened that way. Uh, it was a good time for a lot of things to just change. And, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I've noticed on Twitter there's a lot of people. You have a lot of people working for you, don't you? No, I have a lot of I have a lot of uh, uh, how do I say this uh, artificial intelligence working for me. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I know so there are several different people I always talk. I put stuff on Twitter. I talk paranormal, and it's different ones. And I'm like, he must have a pretty big company with this now. Now, just most I, I there are some people that do some. Uh, some things for me here and there, but uh, no, nope, that's all just 
I don't want to say robots because that's not fair, but it's our, it's more artificial intelligence. It's 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 programmed and smart. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. There's now there was one or two that was on Twitter today that I saw, and it was something to do with the UFOs in the sky, like how they make a triangle out of themselves, and the orbs of the lights from it. Well, you know, I'm a big believer in stuff like this. Word does these things come from you know i did a podcast you know i did several of them about ufos and aliens do exist from the book of ezekiel and the bible and how do you compare to what people are saying to ezekiel and the bible i don't know if i know what ezekiel says off the top of my head but I, I believe that I believe that these things have been around for thousands of years, and I there is even a um, a school of thought that um, we generated from aliens. I mean, obviously, I mean, even the God story with Adam and you know, Adam mm. translated got tr- lost in translation from alien. And I, I think that was uh, um, part of I can't remember what his name is now. Adam and Eve and. Um... Yeah, there was no. There's a guy that wrote a book about that, um, which is bad. I just had him on. Well, I guess it was three months ago. Now I guess that's probably part of the problem. Um, it'll come to me in about two hours. Um, but just to believe, if we're the only thing in every anywhere, like all you know, all the millions of universes and all that, I think we've really kind of messed it up. I mean, you just look at this this disease and the pollution and. All the other things that we um, aren't necessarily taking care of our planet with. Exactly. Uh, I feel that strongly in that, too. And, you know, they talk about Area 51. So my beliefs, if there are aliens there that's been held captive against their will, why should we not have sickness or plagues cast upon the humans till we release, you know, what needs to be released? out of area 51 you know what i'm saying yeah i mean i don't think we have humanity's best interest at heart at times let alone if that's true to take it to the next step so exactly it's this virus i think sometimes i wonder is it man that caused the problem or is there another life among us like say aliens for example on another planet that put the sickness up on the earth until we release their family you know what i'm coming from with that i do i don't i don't know that i don't i mean is it was the disease man created or not i i mean because we're all is it or was it unattended consequences of like antibiotic research i don't know but all i do know is that it's not pretty that's for sure Right. And, you know, I take the prophecies of the Bible and I go about how it talks about the end times and what will take place. And, you know, some things have already happened and this virus is one of them for the end times. And it's real scary. You know, um, you know, I sent you the picture of those orbs and I don't know if you remember them or not since it's been so long ago. What? Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was just to ask, uh, what did you think about those orbs I sent to you? 
Camp, camp. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Then I'm going to slide back over to this other app and take a look. Yeah. Words are tricky because. Because when the, you know you want to get one, one shot of them makes you believe something, and then I don't know. That's the problem. Uh, I, I, I'd like to see more of a, a genuine figure than you know. I don't know. That's the that becomes the grand love question, right? It does. And see, I caught them with my phone, and that was just by an accident. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, Phones are, are great because they process out a lot of that stuff most of the time. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, imperfections and pictures. And that's why it's not impossible to take a blurry picture of your phone, but more more so than like digital cameras are always getting better. So that's what makes it as interesting, right? Right. Well, do you have uh, tools like, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren used in the their research when they went to homes and they had cameras and they also had, you know, all this technology they used to capture what was going on. Do you use stuff like they did or? I'm more, well, when we were investigating more heavy, I was just more audio and digital. I guess, I guess that's, that'd be different than what they were using, but it was still recording and taking pictures. Um, oh. We had EM, we had EMF meters and stuff, but I, I, I don't know. Again, <laughs> I I don't know what I was. I mean, I there's always the potential for spikes and reading stuff, and there is a EMF. Um, you know, people get around EMF, it will make them nauseous and see things if it's too high. So it's always good to know for sure. But as, yeah. as it relates to paranormal activity, I don't. I mean, it's one of those things where I, at one time I probably believe more than I do now. But right now, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's it's interesting. That's that's where it's at. It's interesting. It, it is. And I've thought about trying to go out on my own, too, to these places they say is haunted and stuff. But to get the equipment you need, and I guess what I was getting at, too, at the same time, what kind of equipment, if somebody wants to go into a business like that or just do it for fun that's a skeptic does not believe what kind of equipment do you need i don't i mean you probably could get away with a camera and a digital recorder i don't know if you're going to convince a skeptic that they're real no matter what kind of equipment you have (laughs) that's true (laughs) um because any anything any kind of anything that you throw out there even pictures and audio there's always a but, right? Right. Even even a video anymore because there's such great video editing programs out there. But you 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 videoed it. But you photoshopped it. But you did this. But you did that. So, trying to convince a skeptic, I don't know how much time or energy I try to put into it. Yeah, uh, I know some people that are very skeptic people, and it's just like. They're not going to believe until they're the ones that experience something. And then after their experience, they really have like a fear and a look on their face that it changed their whole world upside down, basically. 
Yeah, and some and some just still don't believe. They'll tell you a story and be like, "Ah, doesn't matter." So, yeah, <laughs> well, like, you, it's hard. It's hard at times. I can promise you. Yeah, and you know, I believe a lot of people with schizophrenia disorders. This is just something that doctors are diagnosing people with because they don't understand the spiritual realm that. The people can see things from the spiritual realm and hear things out of it. And it's driving people bonkers, the good and the bad between the two. Yeah, I was going to say, there's such a fine line there, right? Right. Between, between the spiritual and actually probably some sort of disorder. Now, uh, I don't know. That's a fuzzy area too, right? <laughs> it is. It's a very puzzle area because now I do believe people can have the disorder, disorder, sorry, can't even talk, of schizophrenia. But then there are those that you believe what they're saying, they're seeing and hearing. And I think some medication where people's never seen stuff before will slow the mind down to help them tap into their gifts that they didn't know they had. Yeah, I think, I think, well, I mean, anytime you start uh, slowing the mind down or speeding the mind up or doing things that the mind doesn't normally do, either direction or, I mean, it's such a finely tuned, I don't want to say machine because it's not a machine, but all the chemicals and all the different systems that run for your, run for your brain at different points, you start altering them just even a little bit. You could really, you could do, you could do some really good or you could do some real harm. Yeah, and lower my thoughts. I just had a thought, and I done forgot it. <laughs> uh, We've all been there. The um, See, like I said, I'm a big fan of Ed and Lorraine Warrens, and bless their hearts, they've been through so much trying to get the truth, the things out. But there's, you know, Hollywood's got a twist on things, too. Yeah, and. I was going to say, inter- entertainment has kind of killed the paranormal for most people. Um, well, or at least killed the perception of it, because you look at all the TV shows and movies, and it's always, it's not that high energy, honestly. Most nights you go, and if you have a fraction of an experience, it was a good night. Um, it's not like TV shows where there's always something happening every four minutes, plus a major cliffhanger right before the commercial. Right. And that's just to keep their attention going. For if the audience really knew that the skeptics that watch stuff like this, that thinks it's just movies, and those that do believe that's never experienced it, they don't realize how it really works. It's not every few minutes this goes on. It finally gets to a point to where it just does harm, but it's not, like you said, every four minutes like the show in the movie. Yeah, so that, and that's part of the skeptics' problem, right? Because right. They, see, they see all the stuff, and then you try to have it happen in real life, and as it could be every four days, you might get a an action an action instead of every four four minutes. For you know, it just becomes excuse the tables. It's kind of like watching a, a a fishing documentary or something that you know you keep popping them in. Well, we all know that isn't real either. Well, for, most, for most of us at least yeah. right and have you got to experience anything yourself like hearing 
from the spiritual realm out on your journeys and seeing things, apparitions and stuff? Yeah, I've had a few brief moments of uh, seeing things. I don't think I, I don't know if I've heard anything that's, that's I mean, sometimes I wonder if I'm just talking to myself. So I, I kind of rule that all. I don't know. But I've seen I've seen some definite things that have made me go, hmm, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of one. Uh, actually, the most recent one happened. Let's see. Last week, I think it was. Uh, seen a guy walking across the road, and I slowed down for him and uh, got closer. Got close enough. I was going to wave, you know, kind of being a neighbor thing, and couldn't find him. He just disappeared, and I went, well, well then. That wasn't cool. Right? <laughs> the, you know, sometimes you can see things from your corner of your eye, and you're like, I'm just seeing things. And a lot of people think, well, my b- brain just played tricks on me, or my eyes were playing tricks. I didn't see someone standing there in just that minute and then gone. And they really did. They saw. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just out of the corner of my eye. It was enough to make me slow down to the point where you know, and then gone. So I'm talking. We're talking. Uh, what, twelve, fifteen seconds worth of seeing something for it to then just disappear. Right. And seeing it, and seeing it in a form that was, well, obviously person-like enough to make me want to not run them over, so to speak. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly and you know um i see some youtube videos where people will um catch aspirations like this operations i mean and they'll have it recording like one i saw this person kept seeing a woman from their dash cam and every time they went around a curve on this road the same woman would appear and finally she was just out in the middle of the road and just really showed their, herself that time, and they backed up and left. But it's kind of one of those things, do you really believe this? Was this made up, or was this done through technology somehow? Well, without seeing the video, I won't know, but I, I have yet to see, this is the other problem, like, even, you know, being, I've been in the field, she's 15 years now, um, almost, and I have yet to see a, a picture or a video that I would go, yeah, that matches what I've know or seen in my mind as being real. Uh, so that's <laughs> the hard part. So, I, I, without, like I said, if I'd see them, but that's the, that's the hard thing. And but the thing is, if they believe it's real, it's just like convincing a skeptic that it's it is real. It's it's hard to convince somebody otherwise that it isn't real. Exactly. And I think, you know, Lorraine Warren said one time in an interview that skeptic, the biggest skepticism is a trick of the devil. And, you know, she's told the truth on that one because there's so many skeptics that don't believe in God or anything like that, that heaven or hell or nothing exists. They just go through life. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, and the other, the fun one is the people that they believe in God, but don't believe in ghosts. Yep. Now that, that one blows my mind, but that's probably another conversation. (laughs) 
I've, a full blown conversation. I've heard a, people say they don't believe in God, and the first knees they'll shout, "God bless you." So you yeah. you know, <laughs> one of them things. But have you uh, got to experience any things like UFOs or anywhere, or got reports on stuff like that? I have not. I have, I've never seen a, a Bigfoot or an alien or UFO or only thing I've got is is ghosts. But through the years when I was doing more more of that interview based, I was I'd always ask people that same question. I'm I'm blown away that more people than not like I forget what the number is. It was probably six out of ten, give or take, uh, just running the ratio through my head of people that had seen more than one. So I think I'm in the minority of people who have only experienced one type of thing. And I, I don't know how I feel about that. On one hand, I'm kind of cool with it. On the other hand, I'm kind of mad that I haven't seen something else. Right. I wouldn't know what to do if I saw a UFO. <laughs> I really wouldn't because be my luck. I wouldn't have my phone on me at the time to record. Well, you know, I, I talked to some people that have seen them and have obviously haven't taken you know, the a picture of it and they're like like, I'll be honest with you they never crossed my mind I was too busy watching what I was watching to even think the process to take a picture to get the to get the uh, and I'm like yeah I kind of get that but I I guess I'm like but next time next time this happens to you you're going to not be as memorized right always get the yeah but I have yet to actually have that happen where the second the second time goes around and they pull out pull out the phone and get a pretty good video exactly and you know in the fall of the year when september comes in the north there's a lot that comes up and it sits there for hours and it's like a blue diamond shaped color light and it just rises, but it don't move like what the stars do as the hours go by. It'll just sit there. And then within a few hours, you will see probably by midnight, it may have moved over to the right a little. And I was like, you know, if this was a star of some sort, this thing would done moved with the stars and went around somehow. And we can't figure out what it is, but a satellite. And I thought well i don't think a satellite just sits staring in the sky like that either no i think they move um pretty well based off i mean all the other satellites are moving all the time i i mean i guess there is a possibility of, of reflection but i don't know if it'd come back as blue right and it changes all different colors it's i try to get binoculars and look at it as closely as i could but you know without a um telescope i can't really tell and i told somebody i said well i pulled up a satellite and i said they run through the air about 200 miles per hour and this thing just sits there like it does and say it comes up when it starts getting dark in the fall well by midnight it may be over my neighbor's home by midnight towards the right just you know it, well i guess within the sky it'll just move we're probably diagonal in a diagonal movement. And then you go out two o'clock and it may still be there at two o'clock in the morning. 
So uh, it don't it don't move much. And we've been trying to figure out what it was. And I told my neighbors and I said, well, satellites move fast. That don't. Something else is up with that one. <laughs> yeah, as I said, it doesn't sound like a normal uh, space item, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Who knows? I might get you down here in the fall if you want to and check that out with your technology. Well, if I'm down that way, I sure will. Yeah. That sounds pretty good because I'm ready to solve the mystery of what this thing is. Yeah, you have to grab some pictures of it either way. Yeah. If I can get a good picture, I tried once with the phone, but it's too far up in the air. So I've got to get a better camera. Maybe I can get a video camera. Maybe it would do. Hopefully. Yeah. Should. But you've been in this business for many years now. So that's pretty good. You probably met a lot of interesting people along the way. And have you met like stars, like Hollywood stars or any? Big radio DJ host. Oh, I've met all sorts of. I mean, I'll, most most people you come across have an interesting story. But uh, let's see. Biggest Hollywood story I've met is you remember uh, Abraham Lincoln versus zombies? Yes. Not, not the Vampire Hunter, the zombie movie, the B-rate horror movie. I yes, mean, I. That was awesome. I loved it. I, I Bill Rice has been on my show a couple times. Actually, he's a pretty good friend of mine now. Um. They got it played Lincoln in that movie, so, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, he actually was a fan of my shows before I seen the movie, and I reached out to him, and he's like, "Dude, I love your show," and I'm like, "Oh, you know who I am? Whoa!" Uh, <laughs> so hey, <I> that <laughs> he's like, "Oh, yeah." He's like, "I I, I love your show. I'd, gl- I'd be glad to be on." I'm like, "Wait a second, you you know my show? Oh, okay, that's weird. It's always weird when somebody know you know knows who you are before you get there." Uh, yeah. I like him in those movies. He did a really good job playing Abraham Lincoln. I mean, I saw both the Vampire Hunters and the zombie one. Yeah. I was going to say, I like the zombie one better. Well, I guess I'm a little biased now, but I even liked it a little bit better before I, before I know him. So, um, radio people, uh, George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM. He's been on my show, what is it, two or three times now. So, He's like the uh, the voice of Paranormal Talk Radio. So that's probably the biggest radio person I've had on. So, Oh, wow. Well, yeah. that's good. It's interesting to get him on the other side of the microphone because you normally hear him asking the questions. So <laughs> I do enjoy the time that I get to ask him the questions. For... So. And, you know, you are the first person that I've got the energy since I started this podcast. Well, I'm I, I'm humbled and honored to be here. Because um, I, I, I can appreciate it. Because I remember the, the uh, Karen Miles was my first guest many, well, what did I say, almost nine years ago. Because um, it takes the first one to get the second one. And then whatever number it is now. So. I do understand. I hear you there. Um, I found a couple. And we've been working and supporting each other since, you know, we're new to this. And we're trying to get out as much as we can. 
I don't know what you did, but you're really low right now. Am I low? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's raining here, and the weather. How's that? That's better. All right. <laughs> I've got to get up against a window to get the signal in here. I get teased a lot by a friend of mine says, oh, you got to go outside and climb the antenna. I'm like, yep. Pretty much, right? Right. But I still, um, that's amazing. You got to meet the guy who played Abraham Lincoln. Well, he was he, on my show. He was on my show. I haven't met him yet. But, uh, oh, okay. He was just on the show. Okay. Yeah. That that's amazing, man. Yeah, I like I said, that's I do enjoy. Like I said, but everybody's got a good story though. That I mean, I, I don't want to say everybody. I guess there have been a few clunkers along the way, but exactly. But, but, most most people have a good story, and most people are happy to share it. So, <laughs> hey, you can't go wrong there. Um, has anybody asked you to come into their homes to do uh, like Ed and Lorraine Warren did, or you just go to these places you hear about? Oh, I've been in a, a few homes through the years. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm very conflicted about that. Because like, even if I go in and, and uh, do it, as we mentioned, if the activity isn't happening then and you I don't want to say I provoke, but, I, you know, there are times that I get frustrated. And I don't want to be stirring up something and making somebody a spirit mad or causing um, things like that if I, you know, be a disruptor. Exactly. I hear you can I hear you can anger the spirits. And, you know, um, it was on our local news and I I had a bad feeling what they was talking about up in. uh. Hampton Cove, Alabama area. They um, are building a subdivision there on the Indian burial ground. Oh, that's always a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, Lord, it's going to be another poltergeist movie for sure. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I mean, there's a lot of land that isn't burial grounds. I mean, it I don't think it matters who's buried there. I think it's there's just a lot of ground. I mean, that isn't burial grounds. You know? Right. It doesn't matter if it was four days ago or 400 years ago. We just need to uh, honor that. Because that's just, I mean, honestly, that's just bad karma, right? Well, um, but anything else. Yeah. And, you know, the lot we was talking about skeptics. They don't believe until this what like this happens and now if i was reading correctly when i pulled up the movie poltergeist it um i didn't realize they based that off of a true story that i think took place in england or something similar to a place like that oh it's been a while since i've seen that movie but i do remember do recall hearing it was based on a true story but i don't remember where yeah i've got all three movies and I love it. <laughs> and I was like, that is so true. You don't mess with the cemetery no matter what. So, well, Jim, it's been good having you on the show. And I look forward to having you back some more. Sounds good, Abe. Thank you for having me. And, um, yes, definitely stay in touch. Let me know when I get posted. I'll share them with my network.
I will. And thank you for joining me and we'll keep in touch. And it's been good. Have a good night, man. You too. Folks, this has been Abe's Front Porch Talk. I had a special guest with Jim Mallard. Hope you enjoyed this. Thank you, Jim. Thank you.